0: Welcome to the Moving Markets podcast on Wednesday, the 26th of July, with me, Bernadette and Erco. One of the top headlines on Bloomberg News this morning is Europe's yield-hungry everyday savers snap up government bonds. So it's fortuitous timing that we've got our fixed income analyst, Dario Messi, on the show today to update us on the bank's outlook for European peripheral sovereign bonds, especially in the light of uh, Spain's election outcome. But first, my colleague, Roman Canciani, is going to bring us up to speed on the latest market news. Good morning, Roman.
1: Good morning, Bernadette.
0: So it's the Fed and the ECB meeting today and tomorrow, and uh, markets are bracing for another rate hike in both regions. Um, Although 25 basis points are widely expected, markets still seem to trade cautiously into these meetings, especially in Europe. So perhaps you could fill us in on what's been driving the markets yesterday.
1: Sure, well, yesterday everything was basically set for a positive start in Europe after a statement from the Chinese Communist Party's Politburo hinted at possible policy steps to support the regional economy. Although nothing concrete was revealed, uh, traders rushed to buy shares in Hong Kong and mainland China, triggering one of the most positive trading days for a month. Subsequently, European equities were also bid up, at least for much of the day, particularly The big miners and food giant Unilever's results also helped as it reported better-than-expected sales estimates and ended the day up by 5%. But European markets as a whole closed only marginally higher, probably because of more bad economic data. Out of Germany, a deterioration in business confidence, a rattled markets, and the news of a record-fall in demand for loans in the Eurozone led analysts to point to an extended risk of recession in the region. Then came the U.S. consumer confidence figures, which surprised to the upside, which is positive for those who believe in the resilience of the U.S. economy, but may also set the stage for the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates again later this year.
0: Okay. uh, Talking of the U.S., uh, trading there was a bit subdued with all eyes on Microsoft and Alphabet reporting after the close. Can you update us on the news there?
1: Yes, well overall the S&P 500 managed to close in positive territory, up 0.3% with materials, tech and energy domain outperformers, while financials and real estate closed in the red. The Nasdaq 100 outperformed with all eyes on Microsoft and Alphabet results due after the close. While Alphabet rose more than 6% in extended trading on better-than-expected revenue and profit, Microsoft fell around 4% on soft guidance and lower growth in Azure, its uh, cloud computing platform, and uh, LVMR shares were also down 4% in U.S. trading after the uh, company reported a 1% fall in U.S. sales.
0: Okay, before you said that uh, China-related markets were on a roll yesterday, Um, how were they faring this morning? Were they able to build on the rally from yesterday?
1: Actually, no. Stocks are falling in Hong Kong and China this morning, as traders appear to be taking profits ahead of uh, the interest rate decisions from the Federal Reserve, the European Central Bank and the Bank of Japan. And probably rightly so, as investors continue to wait for more tangible support for the economy from Beijing. One notable piece of news comes from Australia, where inflation slowed more than expected in the second quarter, bolstering the case for the central bank to pause again and not raise interest rates at next week's meeting. Unsurprisingly, Australian equities have bucked the regional trend and are trading 0.75% higher this morning, although the Aussie dollar is down versus major peers.
0: Right then, uh, looking ahead to the trading day, what do investors need to look out for today? Well, first and
1: foremost, uh, the press conference following the Federal Reserve's rate decision will be crucial for the direction of the markets. Expectations are that after today's 25 basis points hike, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell is likely to make clear that the bank is maintaining its tightening bias, signaling the possibility of another rate hike this year. Any hint from Mr. Powell that inflation is no longer such a big issue would trigger a rally in risk assets. But all this will happen after the close of trading here in Europe, so trading here will remain lackluster and likely to be on low volumes. As far as European macro data is concerned, French Consumer Conference stands out. And of course, there's a flurry of corporate results coming out in Europe. This morning, I saw Deutsche Bank beat uh, Astrid Santander and RWE. Uh, Airbus and uh, Tinto are other big European companies reporting today. And uh, finally, perhaps a quick look at the future sport, which shows slightly lower prices across the board to start the day in US trading later on.
0: That's it from me. Thank you very much, Roman. So now it's time for me to welcome Dario Messi to the show. Good morning, Dario. Good
2: morning, Bernadette.
0: So first things first, um, if we're going to talk about European government bonds, we probably should start with Spain, given the country's snap elections last weekend. The headlines tell us it wasn't as expected, at least not to the full extent. And the story gets a bit complicated, doesn't it?
2: Uh, Yeah, indeed. I mean, uh, if you look at the results so the Conservatives, the the opposing party to the current government, uh, they secured the most votes. Uh, This was also as expected but not as strong as polls suggested beforehand. And um, this means that they did not manage to get the majority. And even with the possible right-wing uh, coalition partner, uh, it is still insufficient to form a majority government. So what's the outcome here? Uh, basically, very inconclusive result. And this means uh, government formation is likely to be a very very lengthy and complicated process. And uh, even a repeat of the elections, which, by the way, would not be the first time, remains a possibility here.
0: Okay, so does that mean a lot of political uncertainty ahead or is this just a a storm in a teacup?
2: Definitely some uncertainty, at least for Spain. Uh, It is uh, very unclear which kind of government we will have. And a lot of discussions will start now, uh, or probably already started. If we ultimately still get a more center-right government, which is still possible. Uh, We can expect a focus on medium-term fiscal consolidation and tax cuts. Um, Part of this is probably or was priced in already in in fixed-income markets. Um, Another term for the government or a similar government that we have now, uh, which seems also to have really a good chance as as well now, obviously means continuation. Uh, But really difficult to say now what we can expect.
0: Okay, so uh, moving on to the rest of Europe ag- against this backdrop of investors once more hoovering up European government bonds and uh, looking ahead, our expectation is for the ECB to raise rates by 25 basis points tomorrow. But uh, what's your outlook for European peripheral bonds more generally now?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, if we stick to the ECB, uh, as you said, another 25 basis points tomorrow is a done deal. And uh, it's probably all about communication for September then. What what I ask myself and probably was also most investors ask themselves is somehow to try to get a feeling for tomorrow is what is the default path for the September meeting? Uh, But to be honest, I don't think that we'll get already a lot of guidance at this point, simply because also the the council members don't really know yet and want to see more evidence of how this disinflation process is working. Um, And well, on the periphery more broadly there, they absorbed this aggressive hiking cycle that we had so far pretty well, probably much better than most observers expected. Sovereign spreads tightened quite a bit. Um, If we think of Spain now, the election outcome, this momentum there might likely uh, bring some some break during this political uncertainty. uh, But overall, we still see a good chance of this uh, tightening going forward. What we also have to say now we had a period of very high nominal growth. So first driven by strong real growth and then also by inflation. And in such an environment, it's it's not very difficult to bring down your debt to GDP ratio or to bring it under control. But now growth slowdown, down, disinflation in, in full swing. And the easy part, this means for us, the easy part is behind us. Uh, having said that, we also think that... Um, There are still some some good elements out there. We keep our positive view on the eurozone periphery uh, more broadly, despite these challenges. And look, we just simply think that there is no other European debt crisis in the near future. And also the instrument introduced by the ECB to fight fragmentation risks, they're just very powerful. And you mentioned it at the beginning, uh, investor demand is still very healthy and this is extremely important if you think of all the bonds that that is not anymore or are not anymore just being absorbed by the ecb's balance sheet now
0: okay thank you for that dario um and lastly i mean i know you were here to talk about uh, european bonds today we've talked about the ecb tomorrow but we've got another important rate decision coming tonight from the fed uh will it be one and done
2: yeah, Look. well, there is certainly less need for further excite in the US if we think of how the inflation process colored pace over there. Uh, just remember also the June inflation reading, it fell more sharply and, and more broadly than expected, expected. But still, I mean, for today, yes, FOMC members definitely want to be cautious in calling victory, so uh, they don't want to do it too early, so we will get this uh, next 25 basis points. But for us, at least, this is likely to be the last one uh, of this very aggressive hiking cycle. The question then is rather of how long they will stay at these elevated levels. And this could actually really be a bit longer.
0: Okay. Thank you very much for that, Dario. And that's it for today's podcast. I'd like to thank my guests for contributing and, of course, you for listening. Please join us again tomorrow when we'll find out which commodity is in focus and also catch up with our CIO's latest thinking. Meanwhile, good luck today and goodbye for now. The
1: information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.
0: Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Baer experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favorite podcast player.